Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. Today, I am so excited. I've met a new friend. Her name is Megan Onan. Welcome to the show, Megan. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so happy you're here, and I'm glad to have met you today. I love meeting new people, and you can just tell when someone is genuine, even like through the screen, you know, and I feel that with you. So this is going to be great. Yeah, for sure. I feel the same way. Thank you. So I'm going to let you guys know a little bit about who Megan is. Um, she's incredible, by the way. So Megan Onan is an award-winning author, keynote speaker, and vulnerable storytelling expert. She is the author of the award-winning book, Creating Your Heaven on Earth, and Courage, Agreeing to Disagree is Not Enough. I love those titles. Her third book is forthcoming and will be published January 2023 with New Degree Press. Megan is also a member of the Forbes Coaches Council, where she produces regular content for Forbes.com. Megan is passionate about creating deeper connections through speaking, workshops, and through her executive speaker coaching. Her approach is unique in that she uses storytelling as a way to overcome differences and generate healing. For the last decade, she has a significant, she has been a significant voice for the LGBTQ community in Mississippi, speaking with pastors, university representatives, and classes on the radio and on the news as a voice offering unity and cooperation. I love this. Megan now lives with her wife, Claire, and their daughter, Merritt, who is the sweetest thing <laughs> Darkville, Mississippi. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. Same, same. Let's dig in. Yeah. So today, you know, we could talk about so many different topics, but something I think would help my audience today, and I know you're an expert in, is talking about forgiveness and how that can help the people at home really start to heal, really start to take care of themselves better, because we know that we cannot take care of other people until we take care of us, our yeah. self-care, our self-love. And mm -hmm. I think that's one of the foundations is, is forgiveness. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. And and it can be, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel complicated. And, you know, everybody has their theory on how forgiveness works. And I have found it to be um, simple. I don't, I don't think that there's a big giant formula that you have to follow. You know, I, I think for, for my journey, 
um, as a gay woman in the South and being rejected and having to find a way to love myself, what I found helpful um, in, in coming back to Mississippi and being here is actually sharing my story. You, you talked about storytelling in my introduction, and that's really the, the thing that has helped me forgive myself and love myself and also forgive others and love others in a fuller way. And what I mean by that is, you know, over the years, I've, I've shared my story from a place of vulnerability. Like I let people in. This is my experience. This is how it made me feel. And because of the compounding nature of constantly sharing my stories and letting people into my experience, conversations are created. People end up apologizing. I have hard conversations with, with people or pa my parents or family members or friends or people who have hurt me or people that I've hurt. And I've just found that storytelling has been like that golden thread throughout all of those forgiveness talks that I've had with other people that have brought me healing over the years. And it hasn't been for me like, I've had relationships that have healed, right? Through through tough conversations, tough things happen, we talk about it, and then there's forgiveness, whatever. But the thing about forgiving yourself is a process. And it's, to me, from my, from my experience, it didn't happen overnight. It's been this continual thing that I have worked on over the years, you know, kind of going from like feeling very, very lonely to feeling very, very whole, but it's been a, a hard process. It's been a lot of work, a lot of self-awareness, a lot of, you know, just being honest with myself and accepting things as they have been and as they are, and just getting to this point where, you know, sharing myself is the one has been my saving grace when it comes to forgiveness. And I know that's a scary thing for people to hear, but it has worked for me. I love that. I, I love that so much because it's, it's sort of like, okay, so we all have these things that we have to heal from things that sometimes we feel that are going to break us and that we can't come back from, but yeah. it's scary. It's scary to start that process. Yeah. You know, what does it look like for somebody who isn't comfortable yet telling their story that mm -hmm. will lead to forgiveness? Like what can help that person? Writing their story in a journal, you mm -hmm. know, and for me, I wasn't scared of getting on stage and telling my story and that's not true for everybody. And that's okay. I'm not saying that you have to do that, but I think no matter where you are, you can start somewhere. And just writing down your story in a journal and then burning it after, if you're scared, someone's going to read it, you know, there's something you can do. That's a place to start or find someone that you really trust and share that story that you feel is just way deep down that needs healing and share it in a safe space. Go to a counselor, start there, start somewhere that it's safe. If you're not sure where to begin, because that's what opens like the floodgates to all the other things that you might be holding on to or can't seem to get over the hump with. Um, but there's always a place to start. And even if it's like talking out loud to your recorder on your phone or videoing yourself, talking about the story and keeping it for yourself or a trusted friend, like I said, there's, there's always something somewhere you can start and it can be very very small but the important thing is to just start hmm. correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like you're sort of saying as well 
say it to yourself. Like, don't even think about starting by sharing it with other people. Right. So you first need to do it with yourself. And once you get through that, because sometimes people have a hard time even talking about it or thinking about it themselves, because I know for me personally, I suppressed my feelings for 12 years. And so my audience knows that, but you may not know that yet. Right. And it like destroyed my life. And so just not doing that and having a voice, even if it is just for yourself, because I think sometimes when we say share your story and we do think we have to share it with somebody else first, and that sounds like a huge step, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's major vulnerability, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's in the processing with yourself that you come to accept the story. And if you can accept the story, then it's easier to share with other people when you're ready. And I know just like, even now in my everyday life, even though I love my life, I love my work, I love my family, I love where we live. Like there's, there's nothing in my life that I would change, but hard things happen, right? Like relationships sometimes get tough with family members or, you know, stuff in the past comes up a pattern or, you know, you're challenged with something in a new way and you want to push through it or a trauma, you know, I mean, there's tons of things that happen in in life and everyday life and what i have found is that when i start to feel like i am really lonely or starting to suffer or to be in pain that's a good time for me to just talk it out with myself like i'll just go get a shower or a bath or go write in my journal and just just talk it out and process it so that i can know what's going on inside of me and can then work with it and deal with it once i know what that is Yeah, because it can be a a really big breakthrough. You know, we're so hard on ourselves that if we can get to that, maybe we'll get to a point where we don't really care what other people think. You know, exactly. Get it out there. Yeah, it shifts everything. So it's it's all about what is in our minds and the stories that our brains are telling us as well. I mean, what we were grew up to believe about ourselves and breaking those cycles. And I mean, it's it's a constant human thing that we are always you know (laughs) going to be doing as long as we're here on this earth so anyway it's a part of the process I suppose and nobody escapes this right like sometimes we're in our own issue our own problems or challenge and we're like oh my god it must just be me what's wrong that I can't you know that this is happening to me but everybody every single person that's alive goes through these things and I think we forget yeah you know I think the more we remember that we're kind of similar in that way. I think the more forgiving we could be with ourselves, right? But so, okay, so let's say somebody has a story because, you know, it's easy for us to say, okay, we need to forgive people, but it's it's sometimes so hard and you had mentioned that. So yeah. let's say our story is one where we're not ready to forgive somebody. Like we're yeah. just totally against it you know, this person ruined my life, whatever it is, we're so angry that we can't, we're not there yet. We can't forgive. Why should we push through that? Like, what are the benefits of actually trying it? Well, I think somebody has to be ready and want. So like you start from the place of, do I really want to feel this way? Do I want to feel this resentment? Do I want to feel this anger? Do I want to feel this pain? Do I want to carry this around? And if you don't want to feel those things and you're not attached to feeling that way, you first have to start there. 
Mm-hmm. And if you, if you're not wanting to forgive someone, just forget it. Don't even try. Like, but if you have this deep desire to want to figure it out, then that's when the work begins. And I think the journey to forgiveness is different for every situation. If this is an abusive situation where someone has physically, sexually abused you, and you know, you don't want to be in the sphere with this person ever again, and it's too harmful or whatever, that's a very different forgiveness experience than one with someone who just said something really hurtful and, or did something really hurtful whom you still want to have a relationship with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those are two extremes, right? But the process can be similar in that we have to explore our feelings around what hurt us. And if it's something that was super traumatic, like for me coming out of the closet, I was completely, you know, rejected by my spiritual community and not accepted by my family in the way I wanted to be accepted. And that was a very traumatic, like lifelong thing that I can go back to and still feel if I really want to. Mm -hmm. And so I went to therapy to work through that. So, you know, and I have been working through that over the years, over and over and over and over. And so, um, you know, it's just a very different experience than actually, you know, dealing with a a person whom I want to have a relationship with where I can actually go to them and say, Hey, you did this. This is what hurt me. How can we move forward? What do you think? What do you feel? And approaching it from that perspective. So I think there's a way to, you know, not to live without resentment, but we have to be very aware and very conscious of the fact and ask for ourselves, do we want this feeling in our bodies? Do we want to carry this forward to the end of our days and never actually clear it out and see what can come in? The benefits are that now you can let in more love when you let go of resentment. You can let in more, more of the things that you want. And until that's cleared, then, you know, there's no space for more love to enter your life. And we all need more love. Let me tell you, especially when we've been hard on ourselves for so long. The world needs more love. And there's, you know, I'm, I'm just noticing that people are, are short tempered. They're, you know, quick to judge. It's a fast paced society and people are just, you know, kind of off, off the hinge right now. And, and it's hard and it, and everybody's feeling that, that, um, I don't know what it is. I feel like fear is a good word or uncertainty, um, too. It's uncertainty, just... lack of presence. And so, yeah. And I guess we have to, you know, even though these things hurt us, we have to give people benefit of the doubt sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. people don't know how to treat us differently, or sometimes they just don't know what we need to hear, or yeah. sometimes they just make a mistake. And if yeah, we don't totally. open, yeah, if we don't open that door of communication and we just sort of resent, resent, they don't really, we're not giving them a chance to make it right. We're not giving them a chance to, to reconcile with themselves. And they might, we might hate them so much, but they might be sitting at home going, oh my God, I wish they would just talk to me so I could explain. Like, you just don't always see the other side. Yeah. And you can only own your experience. And that's the only thing that we can actually know. For the other person, unless we give them the opportunity to see what our experience has been. Mm. So, I mean, a good example of this the other day, my four year, my new four year old daughter, who is wise beyond her years, 
and she's four. So any, you know, four-year-old has their tantrums and can't express their feelings or whatever. And I was kind of going through a hard time for a few days because life was busy and I wasn't doing self-care and I was totally aware of what was going on with me. She was picking up on it and we kind of got to this point where she was starting to have this experience of not being able to express her feelings. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, um, after it happened, I'm like, Merritt, what can I do for you in those moments when I can tell you're angry, mad, sad, frustrated, where you just can't seem to tell me what's going on? And she looked at me and she goes, Mama, just tell me you love me. <laughs> and I said, I was just like, oh my gosh. And then, and then I said, okay, well, if I tell you love, I love you and you're still really struggling, what do I do then? And she mm -hmm. said, just tell me you love me again. Oh, I love that you even asked the question. <laughs> that's the first thing that I'm hearing is that, you know, so that's great that you even asked the question. Well, thank you. Um, I, well, I want to help her, you know, like, and, and I know that she's got the answers, you know, like she knows, she knows her truth. And I just, I'm just here to like help guide her. Right. And she, so the next day, she was having another, like, starting to get upset, frustrated, unable to express, whatever. And I remembered. And I said, Merit. And I looked at her and I said, I love you. And she got this huge grin on her face, ran across the room, jumped in my arms and said, Mama, you remembered. Thank you. And that was the end of it. <laughs> wow. I was like, Wow. So, but to, to this point is that what I took from that was more than just what she needs. It's what we all need. You know, we're, we're in that space of being angry or sad or feeling alone or depressed or, you know, rejected or whatever the emotion is like, isn't that just a call for love? You know, I mean, don't we all just want to be told that somebody loves you in those moments? Kids are amazing, aren't they? Oh. You know, I mean, in the next day, I'm getting gas and about to pull out. And this guy is like, honk, 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 right behind me. Get out of the way. I'm not going fast enough for him. Right. And I'm like, my first instinct was like, I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> but then I was like, I heard Merritt's voice, my daughter. And I was like, you know what? He's, he's probably just having a really bad day. And it's okay, you know, like just give him grace, move along. And, you know, just those little things, I think the energy we're giving others and we're sending out makes such a difference. And people are just at, at the, at the edge right now. And, and sometimes it's not our first instinct. Like you said, like not. Your first instinct was kind of like, okay, how can I defensive, even... right. You know, but then you can remember quickly, like, oh, wait, no, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to feel that way. What I heard in that story too, when you were talking about your daughter, was that she wasn't afraid to tell you what she needed and you right. remembered. And when you did that for her, she felt heard, you know, yeah. and yeah. it sounds so simple, but how many of us go through our day and go through life and years where we feel like we never, we never get heard. We never feel validated. Right. Well, so yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you teach people how to get up and speak about their story. I do. Okay. 
So do you have, without giving names or anything, do you have like maybe an example that you want to share with us of how doing that, how getting up and telling a story for somebody changed how they felt about themselves, changed their life? Is there anything that you can share with us? Well, I will say that I work with a lot of really amazing speakers Mm. and amazing people and thought leaders, athletes, celebrities, whoever it is. It does not matter who I'm working with. The experience is always the same. Whenever we write a new story into their script, even if it's an old story, if we write it in a new way Mm. and they get to tell it and share it with a group of people, they, the experience afterward and I hear this every time after the speech, I can't wait to do that again. Wow. I can't wait to do that again. Because, I mean, the fear is always to be vulnerable, right? Because you're afraid you're not going to be accepted. Mm. But when you see that people respond to vulnerability, because they do, 99.99999% of the time, they respond to vulnerability and they are craving that connection. I feel like people are craving vulnerability right now in connection with others. And you see that in your audience, then it's part of the healing process. It's part of making a difference. It's a part of service. It's a part of giving back. Like what you were talking about earlier when we, when we met, it's that same feeling that as a speaker, you get, you feel like you're serving, but you're also receiving that acceptance and return. So For people that I work with, it's a beautiful experience and very, very fulfilling for them. And so I I love helping people write their stories and share them on stage. That's incredible. That's incredible. Because I can tell you for people like me, I get, you know, the sweats, I get the, you know, really nervous and all of that. Mm -hmm. And then I get up there and the moment that I remember who I'm doing it for, And the moment that I start to connect with my own story and my emotion, I don't feel that way anymore. I'm I'm just like, I think people will understand my pain. I think people will get what I'm saying. And it makes it so much easier. And it, you, it's not about how you look and how you sound. It's about getting the feeling across. Right. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's a big part of, you know, storytelling that I teach too, I created a vulnerable storytelling method because it's of that piece, that piece of where you're actually sharing what you're feeling underneath of the circumstance that you're sharing with others. And if you can't get to that phase of the story, then it's not going to mean as much. And you can still tell a good story and avoid that part. But if you're not saying, hey, this made me feel, you know, scared, this really hurt my feelings. I mean, it can be a super simple statement, but if you're not getting underneath the surface and actually letting people into your experience, then it can't be nearly as impactful. Hmm. And very healing. Yes, absolutely. Because you're honoring your experience. How can that not be healing? Yeah. And you just don't know who's listening. You don't know who's sitting in the audience, who that's going to change their life. You know, they don't have to go through the exact same situation to have empathy, to have the feeling behind it be similar. Right. Yeah. It's almost like a validation too, for somebody, you know, like you said, even though our stories are so different or whatever, that validation of hearing someone else speak truth 
makes your experience feel more real and makes you feel more enlivened as the listener. And then, okay, hey, I get to validate that. I get to feel this. Now I feel connected to this human being. And then, I mean, how is there not something positive that's going to come from that? Yeah, I, I completely agree. That's why I love having these types of conversations because I know, you know, and most of us, we start off in this place where we're too afraid to share, but we want to because we really know it's going to help us. But at the same time, it's like scary and we don't like scary things. Yeah. And so we don't talk about them, right? Yeah. But the difference between somebody before and somebody after they go through this process is like so different. Mm-hmm. You can get, you start to grow and you start to be able to accept other people's, you know, stories and see people in a different way and have more empathy right exactly yep that's the power of storytelling i love it (laughs) that's why i love it so much it's it is it's it's a wonderful wonderful mode of you know communication connecting yeah so megan tell us about um the note that you got from desmond tutu i need to find out about this (laughs) So you were, you were doing a talk on forgiveness. Is that yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. I did a talk on forgiveness. Yes. And uh, it's on my website actually. And it was a short one. It was like a Ted style talk. And um, yeah, it, the video got to him and he sent me a personal note. How cool is so, that? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. One of my all time favorite heroes and my wife and I were actually scheduled to have tea with him. Oh, really? Um, In 2000 and I think I was 2017. Oh, wow. Her dad got sick and we weren't able to make the trip and we just never revisited it. And I'm so regretful. (laughs) If I have one regret, that is it. (laughs) Wow. You never know, though. You never know. That's true. That's true. That's true. You never know. All right. So tell me what. Okay. So if people want to work with you, what is the best way to contact you? Like, what is the best way? So you said you have a, a mastery, sorry, your offer, you offer on your website. So different programs, different coaching programs, different speaking programs. What is the best entryway into your world? That's a good question. There's not much space right now. Honestly, I'm totally (laughs) full right now. Um, and that's a good reasons, problem to have. Yeah. And it's, and it's fun. I'm actually, um, so I, I did started a contract work with the talent agency that represents me coaching all of their talent. Oh, wow. Speakers. And so that has led into a very full load, um, where I'm now in a leadership position at the agency. So I really only can take a private client at a time mm-hmm. and, those are lined up right now. And so it's, it's really hard to get me right now. <laughs> um, unless you come through the agency and you want to be right. represented as a speaker or um, something like that, then you've got me all the time. So, um, so really, I mean, the, if you, if people really want to get in contact with me, they can email me. I'm, I'm pretty easygoing and happy to answer some questions for people if they have any, but um, yeah, as far as working with me, that can be more of a challenge right now. Um, so anyway, well, we can start with your books. Yeah, there's the books. I've got books. I've got a new one coming out in January. 
Yes, that's exciting. There's content on my website. I write blogs. Follow me on social, all that stuff. Yes, your blogs are amazing, actually. I've been reading some of them. So if somebody is starting out on their own, any advice you have for them um, while they're, you know, getting comfortable with the idea of starting to share their story? Is there anything that they can do to maybe raise their confidence or... um, you know, even if they're not ready, like you said, you don't have to be ready to speak to somebody else. Although mm-hmm. hopefully it ends, you know, it it gets there because it's important yeah. to share your message so that other people can also benefit from it. But mm-hmm. when you're starting on your own and speaking your truth to yourself, yeah, is there any advice for somebody who maybe is trying to do it on their own? I guess it really depends on what their goal is. Mm. If they're doing it for their own healing work, I would say, you know, one of the most powerful things I ever did was just write out my life story. Cause I think that's a super powerful way to, you know, just get out a journal and just write. Or if you don't like to write, you know, like tell it to a camera or, you know, record it in some way that it's meaningful for you. Um, so, you know, it just really depends on what someone's goal is with, with it. Um, if you're a speaker or want to be a speaker or want to have a platform, then there's some really great books out there. Story Worthy is one of them. That's one that I always go back to. There's also my storytelling method. If you want to learn how to tell a really good story, it's free on my website under free content. Great. People, people can watch that and understand what telling a good story is like. So if you wanted to refine it and share it with others, then it's a really good way to to kind of take people on a journey and learn how to do it well, because nothing's worse than hearing a speaker tell a story and your eyes glaze over because it's so boring. <laughs> um, it's got to have, you know, all those components, but also the components that are meaningful for healing. Mm. So that's kind of what I focus on. And then, you know, just constantly practicing I, I mean this is this is what I do with with speakers is just like write it out script it out just practice 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 so that you can get so comfortable with it that you embody that story and then when you're on stage or you are going to share it with whoever mm-hmm. there's not a ton of emotion there there's still emotion there but it's you're not attached so attached because you've processed yes it so that's important yeah, yeah. I've, I've just I've um that's happened to me. Yeah. And it's just so much. And then you just kind of get confused and it doesn't come out the way you want it to. Right. Right. You feel so much. See, it's funny because, so uh, we were talking about how you're an author and I wrote a book um, not too long ago. And when I started, I was like, there's no way I'm going to share this with anybody. And I would just write it on napkins. And it was about um, my father. And um, so when he was, when he was dying, I interviewed him. Oh, wow. And yeah, and I was just like writing really fast. And, you know, it took me a long time. And but he died at Christmas. And so every Christmas, I would pull this out and, and read some of it and then start to write. And then I would get so overwhelmed, I'd put it away. So mm-hmm. 15 years later, I finally finished writing everything I wanted to write. And I let wow. a friend read it. And she said, you should turn this into a book. Because I think it's going to help somebody else. And I'm like, are you kidding? Who's going to want to hear about my story, you know? And they're like, but you never know. So you may start off by just, like you said, sharing it into, you know, a video or writing it down. 
never thinking you want to share it. But then when your healing yeah. takes place, sometimes you realize you may look at it just like I did and say, yeah. hey, you know what? I feel in, I'm in a different place now. I feel so much better about this story that I do think I should share it. And you don't have to make those decisions right at the top. Yeah. No. Yeah, totally. And I am a huge advocate for people sharing their stories because I know that it's healing for them and it's healing for the people hearing them. So I'm a huge advocate for people, you know, doing that in safe places. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's a whole process. Like if you're not feeling confident and secure enough, then don't go stand on stage and do it. Right. But if you are in a place where you feel ready for that, then, then you definitely should, because that's, is to me what changes the world is hearing each other's stories because it's the thing that connects us it's the thing it's the only thing that really helps us understand each other in a deeper way so i'm a huge advocate for that i love that so much and like even when you were talking about when you came out right and i may be listening to your story and not necessarily be able to connect with it but I connect with other parts of the story. I connect right. with being, um, you know, feeling all of the things that you, you know, some of the things that you were feeling in a different way. So right. it doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean that we have to fully understand somebody's story. Totally. Yeah. We have to accept that it's their story and not judge them. I think that's a yeah. huge difference. Yeah, I totally agree. Understanding that, that I think that's a lot of what's wrong within the world is like we try to understand things we cannot understand because they are not our experience. Mm -hmm. The key is the acceptance piece. And the only way to accept people who are different than we are or see life differently or whatever is if we hear what they have to say and they hear what we have to say. Mm -hmm. But we need to hear that humanness, that human that vulnerability piece. And if we're not sharing that piece, it's, it's always going to be hard to bridge a gap between two people who are so different. Yeah. Like my, okay. So my best friend and I, 45 years, I, so I turned 50 this year. We've been friends for 45 years. We are like That's two awesome. completely, I know, right. I'm so lucky Two completely different people, completely different. And she'll get upset about things that I wouldn't, and I get upset about things that she wouldn't, but it's all about what does she need to hear in that moment? It's like when you asked your daughter, right? Mm -hmm. So you might've asked another child, it would have been a different answer. So sometimes right. it's not, yeah, like you just said, not understanding necessarily, but just empathizing and making them feel like you're hearing them because ultimately we want people to do that to us. Right. And if we yeah. feel that more, then we'll tell our story more, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All about validation and being seen. It, it really is. We I all want that. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I do too. I think it's so powerful. I think it's so amazing because you're changing two sides. You know, I see that you're helping people come out, tell their story in the best possible, impactful way that they can to help them. Yeah. But also all of these people who are listening to them, you're sort of helping both sides, right? Yeah. Yep. So, and actually in a third way, because then you're also helping validate yourself. And yeah. feeling good about, and when you love what you do, it's not work, right? Yeah, totally. It's exciting. So is there anything we didn't talk about today that you would like to talk about before we, you know, get ready to end our conversation? No, no this has been wonderful. Oh, I'm glad. No, I this has been great. Too. Yeah. That's awesome. So your book, your new one, January, mm -hmm. 2023, where can we find mm -hmm. it? 
You'll be able to find it everywhere. Um, okay. Online, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, all the things on Great. my website. It's called Held and Free. And it's uh, coming out of your story is the subtitle. So it's all about the power of storytelling. And it's my memoir, actually. So mm-hmm. I actually take you on a journey, a storytelling journey through my story. But um, I keep in mind this how storytelling is like the connector for all healing with yourself and healing with others and moving forward. So um, I talk about it from the advocacy space as far as connecting with others and like uh, unfolding, like you're unfolding the process sort of. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's been a challenging book because it is very vulnerable. Um but a very healing book for me. Congratulations. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if anybody wants to find you, what's your website? Uh meganonan.com. M-E-A-G-A-N-O-N-A-N. Perfect. And yeah, all my stuff is there. (laughs) Yeah, go to those free resources and check her out. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for everything that you said. And, you know, also just forgiveness is a part of us not only healing, but giving back to ourselves, right? Like we have to love ourselves. You know, we should practice self-care and self-healing. And I think this is a big part of it. And I think people forget that sometimes. I think people sometimes think of self-care as just having bubble baths. And to me, it's more than that. It's the forgiveness portion. It's, it's the, um, you know, putting a boundary sometimes it's, it's loving ourselves. It's, there's so much more than just all the stuff that just feels good on the outside. Right. So I think this is a big piece. I think this is a big part of that. So thank you for coming and, and sharing your wisdom and talking to us today about it yeah my pleasure thanks for having me this was a fun conversation for sure well thank you i loved it as well (laughs) thank you for tuning in to this week's episode if you enjoyed what you heard please subscribe or leave a review see you next week on the giving starts with you podcast